Glory to God forever and ever. Jesus the Christ is alive. Amen. He's the Lord God Almighty. Lord, we give You this time. We welcome You. Thank You for everything. I bless those listening. Reveal Your glory to them. In the name of, in the wonderful, mighty name of Jesus Christ. This week, I'm speaking about the four themes of the four Gospels. In before I get to that, humans were born to fellowship with with Jesus Christ, with God. He's the most wonderful, most beautiful person, so glorious, so wonderful. He's the He's the great King. God Almighty's made Him the King. He's was fully man when He was on the earth. He's the Savior. He's the Son of God, and He's the Lord God Almighty. Those are the four themes of the Gospels. So in Matthew, the the theme is He's the King. In Mark, He's the Son of Man, so therefore a man. In Luke, He's the Savior, the Messiah. And then in John, He's the Son of God and the Lord God Almighty. Today, I just briefly want to speak about one of the three times Jesus spoke about a king in the Gospel of Matthew. He, so three times, he spoke about a king. He gave the parable of the king's wedding feast. So recommended reading Matthew 22, 2-14. There's so much in this. And remember, everything in our most holy faith, so wonderful and glorious, Jesus the king, we could give a billion messages about that. A trillion messages. We could, for all eternity, He will be the King. God Almighty is the great King of, of the universe and He's made His Son, Jesus Christ, the King. Amen. And so in this one thing about this parable that's so wonderful, just a, a summary of, of what, what I want to hone in on. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son. He sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. The people invited were not willing to come to the wedding. That's verse 3, 22 verse 3. Again, he sent out other servants saying, tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and fatted cattle are killed and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. So he sent Servants, the people said no. He sent more servants. It says other servants. He did a second time. He invited them. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, He was furious. He sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. That's verse 7. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. That's verse 8. Therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. This reveals God's great love and mercy. Isn't this amazing? I mean, just... He, he found... I mean, there's so much in this that reveals 
His love and mercy, for example, He gathered both bad and good. Let me repeat this for ver- summary of verse 10. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. Let me just say, if you want to know what outer darkness is, that's in Jesus speaks about it and shows uh, Mary Baxter that, and, and it's in the book of Divine Revelation of Hell. So that's an actual place. It says in verse 13, In outer darkness there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Another version of this parable, I just want to mention this. This is in Luke 14. The parable of the Great Supper. Okay, a certain man, it says in verse 16, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many. So this is not about, Jesus does not say a king. But in this one, it's the same thing happened basically this man invited certain people they said no and then he sent his servants and said here's um verse 23 says then the master said to the servant go out into the highways and hedges that's the streets and the back roads compel them to come in now wait wait let me this let me correct that verse 21 the master of the house being angry said to his servant go quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. Okay, this was after people who were invited said no. Then in verse 23, well, verse 22, the servant said, Master, it's done as you commanded. Still there's room. Verse 23, the master said to the servant, go out into the highways, the hedges, the back roads, the lanes, compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. I mean, twice Jesus revealed these incredible revelations about God's love, His mercy, His graciousness, His bountiful nature. In this one, He invited, He went out and said, get the poor, the lame, the blind, and the crippled. You know, these are the people who are suffering. These are people who have nothing. They're the have-nots. And then there's still room. And He says, go out and compel people to come in. So this is our great and awesome God. This is what He's like. And Jesus is ex- the exact representation. Amen. And, and everything about Jesus, about the only true God, is an eternal revelation. And the greatest thing is His presence and glory which is a great example of His nature, of His, that He's a God of love and mercy and uh, a giving nature, bountiful, offers to fellowship. Isn't that incredible? And And to think it's so wonderful, just I'll try to finish with this, that the people on the earth who are suffering, the have-nots, they are more likely to make it to heaven and they will fellowship with Him forever and ever. That's our great God. The tragedy is, 
and both of these parables reveal it, that he actually invites people and they say no. You know, Jesus said they're not worthy of this. And then in, in Luke, he said they will not taste my supper. I mean, he invited them. They said no. Okay, and so this lines up exactly with this overall theme that's revealed in the Bible, in human history, in the world today, even in the millennium. God's fully available, and yet most uh, pe- certain people choose self and they say no to Him. And it's a tragedy. But these parables reveal it exactly. I mean, it's very clearly. Like it's, I mean, it's just right there. 2,000 years ago, Jesus revealed these two parables. And it's the same pattern that we see. Even in that, we can even say about ourselves. You know, it's only by His grace that we are saved. And and we've missed it, but, but He's merciful. If we come back to Him, Amen, He receives us. Every day is a new day. His mercies are new every morning. Amen. And so I wanted to just mention this. This week, I might just continue to focus on Jesus as the King. You know, then next week I could do Jesus the man in Mark. You know, next week, Jesus the Savior. I mean, these are all eternal revelations. Just quickly, a preview about Jesus the man. He was a perfect man. Even though He was fully God and fully man, but He was a perfect man, separate from the fact that He was God. And He was even inspected seven times during His passion and found to be without fault. And and then He, and, and a very a mystery of the kingdom of heaven is that Jesus actually went through His passion and chose to do that as a man and prayed to the Father that, that possibly could this pass, this, this suffering He would have to endure. He could have failed. But as a man, He, went, he, he did that. He shed His blood. He died for the world. And so... It's, it's, it's a real mystery of the kingdom that fully man and fully God. And, and yet also, when he was so, as a f- fully man, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit, right? That's why we can be anointed. That's why. It's because Jesus was, uh, was fully man. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit. And he literally said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me to preach the Gospel to the poor. And God anointed God, basically. And I'm surprised that more, more ministers are not speaking about this because Jesus became what we are so we could become what He is. All someone has to do is just believe in Him. They don't have to receive all the, the, the incredible mysteries of the kingdom of heaven that are just so glorious for all eternity. The only true God will be an eternal revelation. They don't have to receive those. That's how merciful God is. If they just believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior, stay with Him, 
they do it, they have to it has to be a genuine thing it, they'll make it to heaven amen but Jesus was very clear though in explaining to Mary Baxter this is par- paraphrasing but he said someone must be born again to enter the kingdom of God they must sincerely give their heart to God and serve him they must um you know it's not enough there are millions of people who would say that they know Jesus Christ but if they are not well we're not the judge but a pastor once did say to me I asked him you know what about people who who know Jesus as Lord and Savior but they don't live it and he said well I wouldn't put much faith in that salvation you know this is a mature pastor who you know so so it's just so important that we continue on occupy stay with him amen stay humble what's that famous verse um act justly love mercy walk humbly with god just you know let's let our words be few i need to i need to work on that even in this message i need to work on that i could have kept it shorter but amen thank you for listening email us at hello at wonderreality.org blessings